Hey guys, get your cheese wheels and beers. It's the Door Guys podcast. Door Guys number 12. This is Davis and Scott. Dude, I uh, woke up. Uh, I think it was on Thanksgiving also. Um, I believe now that I'm married, my wife is putting uh, leg locks on me or ankle locks while I'm sleeping. My ankle Thanksgiving morning was sprained and I didn't trip or fall or anything. We did the podcast here and I got a little bit drunk, but uh, I didn't trip or fall. And then this morning I woke up and it's like my fucking someone was taking a hammer and bashing my hip in with it. I don't know what's going on, but this is what I think. There's conspiracy going on in my house. So what you're saying is she's doing like the Brett Michaels, you know, heartbreak kid shit to you while you're sleeping. Yes. Putting you in the, uh, what is it, the four-leaf clover or whatever that finishing move was called? Uh, the figure four leg lock, That's maybe? what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> Same thing. I'm sleeping hard because I don't feel it happening, but uh, my hip is definitely destroyed. Yeah, you were uh, you were definitely kind of ginger on that ankle on, val- or on Valentine's, on a Thanksgiving. <laughs> Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> uh, today we have... One of our guests is Tyler Walsh, and you and uh, Tyler went on an adventure yesterday for to find, like, sunken treasure, maybe? <laughs> well, on the Thanksgiving episode, he talked about the boat wreck, and so we uh, went... Shipwreck. Shipwreck. Okay, yeah, shipwreck. We went to go find it, and uh, unfortunately, it's gone. It was a grand adventure, though. It, it was. Nevertheless, a grand adventure. We scared some deer, uh, found a hobo hut, uh, portable hobo bathroom, compliments of... Uh, you know, the uh, Omaha side of the Missouri. <laughs> was it uh, made out of wood? Was it like an actual outhouse that he built? or No, it was like a big plastic, like old water drum or something. Oh. <laughs> that, like it opened like on the barrel? side. It was the in my months, in my many months traveling along the Missouri downtown. Uh, it was the most elaborate homeless hut I've ever seen. It like, was dug into the sandbar. And they used oh, wow. a, they like it was a trench. Across. So when the river rises, uh, that's not going to go too good for him, huh? Then you just move huts, bud. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, the outhouse had uh, napkins with little Hershey kisses on them for us too. So <laughs> they were definitely using that outhouse oh, recently. God. There was a giant pot. Did we ever figure out what the... There was a flipped over pot and it was not for... It could have been for some sort of cooking. <laughs> but nobody should have been cooking food in this like pot. Ke- it was like a... Uh, Not like a kettle, yeah. Oh, my God. And yeah, what there do you was think cool stuff What do you think happening. they cook down there? They cook fish, too? Uh, definitely yeah. meth. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, maybe baked goods. Maybe you two guys should start a podcast called Tales from the Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you said Missouri. That'd be perfect. <laughs> right? Uh, our ne- Our other guest today is the uh, second person in charge here at the Funny Bone, the lady that hired me. She goes by many names. It's Miss Predator Maria. (laughs) (laughs) Diablo Daisy, forgot that one. Diablo Daisy, Tay-Tay, Miss Daisy Curtis. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Daisy. Thank you for having me. This dude never does the cheer drop ever. I was just about to do it. You gotta let everyone know there's a big crowd here. <laughs> I was letting you. I was letting you talk first. 
Who cares about capacity? We have a full room now, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Daisy. Uh, would you describe your job at the Funny Bone? Um, jack of all trades. That's right. <laughs> um, assistant GM and event coordinator. So I help run the show, do the schedules, book comics for stuff, um, book events when we could have events. <laughs> She's a big deal. That's what she's saying. I <laughs> Christmas. You said it, not me. What can I say? Christmas decorator. That's Christmas what we decorator. walked into today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I have to figure out how to put these wreaths together. We lost some pieces since last year, so. Today's That's always a, fun. Today's a good day to hang a few outside on the porch. Right. 50-mile-hour yeah, gusty winds is great. Watch them fly away. If you guys hear any weird noises in the background, that is uh, the building trying to collapse on us because of this wind today. <laughs> It'll, that'll be the best podcast ever. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be on video and everything. That will be the real last podcast. Yeah, it will be. <laughs> we blew the roof off the place. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get into the question just like we ask everybody. So the first question I always ask everyone is, why did you get a job at the Funny Bone and how long have you been working? Um, I've been here 14 years as of November 15th. And I got a job here because I got fired from the cake gallery, and this place was hiring. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh nice. nice. I started off in the ticket booth, and then I uh, got to wait tables, and then our event coordinators kept quitting. I'm like, well, I'm already here. I know how to do this stuff. So then I got to be event coordinator. Then Stacy Hart, that used to be the me here, um, Colleen's number two, went to Denver to open up the new improv. And so I got to stay here and eventually got bumped up to – Colleen not wanting to be here every night. She's like, well, you're here anyways for the holiday parties. You can, <laughs> you can close <laughs> nice. out the servers. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. Uh, so before you got a job here, were you into comedy or? Um, I'd say like no more so than anybody else. You know, yeah. like I watched Comedy Central. I went to a couple shows at the old club, but <clears throat> I wouldn't say like that was my number one, like what I listened to. You know, I was more into music, but I learned to love comedy being here. That's uh, general consensus, I think, with just about everybody, is uh, either you were really into it or you were just kind of there, and then once you got here, that's when you fell in love with it. Um, so, who was? do you remember who was performing the first weekend? The first weekend I worked here, no, but the first comic I saw do stand-up was Uncle Lair out of Chicago, and that was... Oh, he's a class. Oh, he's so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> he's so dry and so sarcastic and just definitely my flavor of comedy. We went on my 21st birthday. And he signed a DVD for, or, yeah, not a DVD, a CD for me. And I tried so hard to find it for this, but I couldn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so <laughs> this is kind of a loaded question for you, but who is your favorite comedian? It really depends. Like one of my favorites from when I started was Jim Brewer. And that was partly not just because of his stand-up, but because how he was off stage. So he got a severe migraine. He was in the green room between shows, the lights out, ice pack on, heating pad, took some medicine, and he was still going on when the second show was starting, and you had no idea when he got on stage. No idea whatsoever that he was, like, in complete misery. And I was like, that's the guy that's really dedicated to what he's doing and does, does fantastic things. Another one was John Panette. John Panette, um, he did five shows here, and no two shows were the same. Every single one was completely wow, different awesome. than the other one, and he did an hour at each one, and they were all totally different. So I was like, that's some... You've got some material. And it was all food, but. <laughs> yeah. That's he, but awesome. He was the best. He really was. He told the story about going to Italy, and he said about you sit down, and they bring you some food. 
And he said, it brought a tear to my eye. I didn't even order anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> and so this one is kind of a harder question because uh, you've been around for a long time. But I always ask people, what are some of your favorite stories or some of the, the kind of funny things that have happened that you can just recall? And obviously, you're going to have quite a few. So, Yeah, and that's a hard one because I know I'm going to feel bad later missing something. But yeah. um, one of my favorites is when someone like Vic Henley or John Paul Morgan would come into town. Because they would get pretty liquored up, and then they'd go out on the patio with the staff while they're having a cigarette and tell them all sorts of horrible stories about Colleen, which was hilarious. (laughs) And then you can hear Colleen yelling from the office, shut the fuck up, Vic! (laughs) (laughs) So those are some of my favorites. Jay Medicine had, I know he keeps getting brought up, but he was such a big part of when I started here. He was here the first six years I was here, so in every six weeks. So we got to know each other pretty well and got to see each other and hang out and some of the stories. Like, he would leave immediately after the show. And when and so once in a while there'd be somebody that didn't get unhypnotized. Like he'd tell him, as soon as you hit the fresh air, you're gonna remember everything and you'll come right out of it. Well, we had a gal that really thought she did cocaine on stage. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she locked herself in the bathroom and wouldn't come out. And she was like, No, I'm a teacher. I'm gonna be in so much trouble. <laughs> oh man. So we had to call him back from the comedy condo. He's pissed. He's like, You should have told me. I'm like, You literally like were off the stage and out the back door. Like there was no chance of stopping him. We had no idea until we were cleaning up that there was still some lady in the bathroom and she won't leave. <laughs> oh man. She should have been pumped. That's the cheapest way to do cocaine. <laughs> didn't have to buy it didn't even have to do it can pass a drug test that's the best she was like i'm a third grade teacher and i'm like oh god gonna be watching for you when my son hits third grade (laughs) (laughs) and so those are my questions and davis has his uh as usual follow-ups so there's a rumor out there that you were um Close to being on the Olympics for swimming when you were younger. <laughs> that, uh, there's possibly you are oh the Uncle God, Rico hate- of swimming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill my brother. <laughs> and uh, I'd just like you to tell us more about your swimming career. <laughs> uh, you know, you have a few glasses of wine. <laughs> that fucking asshole. So... <laughs> <laughs> a few glasses of wine we're hanging out and they were saying something like you get to be too old to be in the olympics i'm like you can do anything you put your eye into and i'm slurring and falling over and they're like whatever and i was like i'm gonna be in the next olympics i'll show you so drunk me was really super ambitious that night and told my brother and sister and brother-in-law that i could do the olympics and now i'd love that they told you so i could bring it up here well i'm just bringing it up because i i have a pool so if you guys want to race at some point you know when the summer comes back around you, we can set it up this isn't like totally out of my wheelhouse okay i took state in high school yeah i, I believe She's in legit. you i it's believe just been in you. 25 years since i've done anything with it you you won state in high school yeah for breaststroke Holy shit. Yeah, you did. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, another story. (laughs) So at one point in your life, you were in the roller derby, right? That's where the Jaeger bomb is. That was that your name, right? Yes. Am I getting that right? Yes, I was. I couldn't remember when I was trying to prep for the. I was like, I think that was her name, but I'm not sure. And I didn't want you to check me up against the fucking wall before we left. So So Uh, much about you is taking fruition in front of me right now. Here, I'm learning these things. I'm like, holy shit, this all makes sense. Yeah, um, in 2006, I was working at Garotts, and we saw on the reader they were advertising to start Omaha Roller Girls. It was going to be at Brothers Lounge on 30th and Farnham. That's where they're having the first meeting. 
And so I showed up with a couple gals from work. We all signed up. Practice started at skate days on 132nd. Um, like the next week, we were able to rent the facility like a couple nights a week. We all had to pay 35 bucks a month for dues to, to participate. And I was the only one that showed up from work then signed up. So I didn't oh, know anybody oh, so else there. It was like a group of people that were going to do it, and you're the only I'm one. I'm the only one that showed Well, not, not the only one, but I mean, well, I right, like right. for my work friends or whatever. So I was the only one that showed up. But I used to skate all the time, like every Saturday in elementary school. So this was in middle school. Like that was the thing to do every Friday night was go to Skateland on 84th and yeah, I remember in elementary school, we used to have, like, school, like, skate parties where, like, on a Monday night or a Wednesday night during the school week, like, the whole school would go to Skateland, and, like, it was put on by the school. Like, they were raising money for things. Just, like, I think they have carnivals now at schools. We had skate parties, and, and I used to right. love that shit. We I could never stop. Them. I would just, I was always just slide and take people out. Grab your ladies, it's couple skate. Yeah, that's you know. <laughs> I do miss the roller derby days. It was a, uh, it was super fun. I got to do it for four years. I uh, play, or played for a year and a half. Then I had Christopher, and then I became a ref. And then after a while, I was like, well, I need the job because I need to pay bills, and it's too late to abort Christopher, so I'm going to go. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so roller derby had to go <laughs> yeah well, that makes sense Is it, you went into it with no experience um well no because there was no just, roller just derby. that you skated right just that I, I could skate that was the first thing so we had uh coaches that were just learning stuff off of youtube of what other roller derby leagues across the country were doing and then my favorite game that we would play was called queen of the rink so we would throw all of the girls out on the rink at the same time and you would skate around and knock each other down or knock each other out so if you went out you were out if you got knocked down, you were now an obstacle. And the last one standing was Queen of the Rink. You got to oh, hit a bunch shit, of people and no crazy. cops came. It was great. <laughs> Do you have a hit that like stands out in your mind where you just laid a bitch out? I've got one where I got laid out every- and I got one where I laid somebody out. So there was one where it's, it got recorded, which was like the glorious thing of it. And I hit her and she flew out of the rink. I'm like, I didn't even know I could <laughs> <Yeah>. do that. <laughs> There's another one where I did the same and I hit my helmet so hard I thought I cracked it open. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> But I guess that was probably really good for getting aggression out and just. Oh, yeah. Bad day at work. You go relief. in there and hit people and no one's calling the cops. It's great. <laughs> Is roller oh, yeah. derby still a thing? I'd rather you do that again than the Olympics. <laughs> 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 yes. Omaha, now it's uh, Omaha Roller Derby instead of Roller Girls. They're inc- being more inclusive and they're doing a lot more stuff. So, yeah, but they still exist. I think they still play at the Ralston Arena. Their season would be coming up right now, but with COVID, I think they've had to cut back. Tyson is 50-plus, and he just fought last <laughs> night. You can roller derby again, Daisy. I have a better chance at that than swimming, trust me. <laughs> Look, if they're being inclusive, I'm down to do some roller derby, dude. Hell yeah. I would love to knock you on your ass. Oh, <laughs> I will crush you. <laughs> I might I can be a stay klutz on, yeah. on land, but I'm great on skates. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, I don't know if I could skate. You probably wouldn't knock me down pretty good. <laughs> Back when I was a little kid, they would play roller derby like on CBS, like had Wide World of Sports on Saturday when like between football games and they'd show like weird sports, sometimes skiing. <laughs> but uh, roller derby was one I used to love that shit. Uh, I didn't know they had it as a sport in Omaha that like I could attend. I would have been there well, all the time. Well, they're usually like Saturday nights and stuff, which is why it conflicted with oh, sure. funny bone stuff. And so that's why I had to make a decision couple gotcha. years into it but we still were supportive like when my nieces come to town I take them to bouts and still connect with all the girls that I used to skate with back then I ended up with the Jaeger bomb because another gal already had Daisy Mayhem so I couldn't use my own name on the oh, team gotcha. <laughs> oh, this is awesome 
Oh no, the worst part about it. <laughs> That's her God given name, Daisy Mayhem Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So uh what other questions do you have? Anything else? Um, I just know that you're uh you're a tough lady and I've heard you pulled a shotgun on a man before. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Did you talk to my cousins and or who the fuck? <laughs> I got my sources. <laughs> oh, my God. So this is so exaggerated. <laughs> it's still not a nice story, but it's super exaggerated. Okay. So I had a stripper named Missy staying with me. <laughs> what? <laughs> so that's the way to start it. I'm real happy I asked this God question. God damn it. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. What's so up, she was Missy? Oh, no. It gets better. <laughs> she was also an escort. Oh. And she worked for my friend's company that she had back then i'm not going to say her name because she might hear this and i don't right, want to make right. her feel bad so my friend and her boyfriend owned an escort company an escort service and they would have security meet the girls at the bottom in the lobby and they would wait downstairs while the girls went up and entertained and then the girls would come back down and he was kind of like the lookout for it well they didn't have someone to do that that night so I borrowed my ex-boyfriend's 12-gauge shotgun. <laughs> oh. Wait, you were the muscle? For the- <laughs> this is awesome. That was, yeah, I was, yeah that's, that's what the plan was. But then we were waiting to hear back that this appointment was confirmed. So while we're waiting to hear back, we went to the Anchor Inn. <laughs> oh, that's a great choice. Right, that was a brilliant idea. We did a whole bunch of shots. We run into um, a guy that worked for my uncle, and then... Um, he was like, you guys are too drunk to drive home. We're like, we're fine, totally fine. And then I go back to the car, the doors are locked, and I'm like, shit, now I have no way to get there. So they drove us back to my place, and then all of a sudden the keys turn up. And somewhere in there, he thinks I pointed this 12-gauge shotgun at him, which I didn't. I just had one. <laughs> Did you show it? Were you wearing like a trench coat, and you just kind of like showed it, opened it a little bit, and showed it to him? I left it in the car, so no. Like, I don't know what I thought I was going to do with this. Like, it wasn't like I could just... Walk in the hotel lobby with a 12 gauge. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, yeah, I'm, I don't know who told you that, but I didn't actually pull a gun on him. <laughs> I, got, I got my sources. It was the guy you pulled the gun on. Probably, yeah. Dan. <laughs> His story was different than the one you just told. I'm sure it was. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Even though you didn't pull a gun. There was still a whole lot of great shit. <laughs> it started off with a bang. Either way. Oh. And that same girl robbed me. And when I moved out of Thomasville Apartments, she took my stuff. Oh, I lived at Thomasville at one point in my life. Keep going. I think, <laughs> I think just about everybody I know in Omaha has lived at Thomasville at one point in their uh, life. It was a great place to live, uh, but I did live with my girlfriend there, and that was not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I remember going to the bar. That's place. that's one of the, the nice things about that place is they had their own bar. And one of my buddies lived there. And I remember going to their bar and he was friends with the bartender. And we had like endless shot glass. You know, our shot glass was never empty. And that's all I remember. <laughs> every time I turned around, my shot glass was still full. Yes. Uh, I lived like poolside. So I literally lived like 15 yards from the bar, <laughs> which I just stumble through like the fucking landscaping rocks to my back door all the time. <laughs> uh, it was not good. I've ended up in the jacuzzi there, the hot tub downstairs, fully clothed from coming up from the bar. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, that looks great. <laughs> yeah, they don't appreciate it if you swim in their pool and jacuzzi after hours either. Though. No. Or and fully clothed. Yes, happens yeah. a lot, and the cops get called all the time. Thomasville, great place to live. 
Uh, so one more thing, and your brother wanted me to ask you about this. Uh, he wanted me to ask you about the time you took him to the Summer Arts Festival that turned out to be the Gay Pride Parade. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have that one down, too. Do you? <laughs> I was going to ask it oh different. My God. What does going to a Summer Arts Festival mean to you? Oh, my God. So Daryl had to be like five or six or something, and they were doing the Summer Arts Festival, but it's also every year the same weekend as the Gay Pride Festival. The Gay Pride Festival's in the Old Market. The Summer Arts Festival's closer to the courthouse, like closer to 19th Street. They're not far apart, but they're they're enough apart where I didn't realize one was different than the other. So I go to the Old Market, and (laughs) walking up to this booth, and it's like supposed to be a music booth. But literally, the only thing they had in there was Madonna and Cher and like, the Bee Gees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I look around and I'm like, there's rainbow flags everywhere. And then it dawns on me like, oh, shit, I ended up at the Gay Pride Festival. Nothing against it. Just that's we were right. going to the Summer Arts right, Festival. Right. <laughs> and it clicked with Daryl at the same time. And he had no filter because he's a little kid. And he's like everybody's gay here. (laughs) And I was like, shut up. I could take the dudes, but some of these lesbians are going to kick my ass. (laughs) I think you might've said that on one of our podcasts too. (laughs) Oh, sure. He brings that up and not the time I broke the dude's nose, whatever. (laughs) I had that down too. Oh God. (laughs) We do our research. The point of all these questions is don't fuck with Daisy. Yeah. That's That's what we're getting at. <laughs> really, what my goal? Like each of those circumstances, some shit happened. Like I didn't actually pull a gun on that dude. No, I, <laughs> but you could have. Had I had my keys. <laughs> you you were just drunk with a twelve gauge. <laughs> At like twenty two, so I'm sure it was no big deal. <laughs> I'll take your hunter safety education course when you start teaching them. Uh, okay, so I got a fun. Would you rather? Uh, for everybody, since that's my new thing that I like to do. Oh, boy. Oh, and this one's kind of rough. but I don't know what fun means. <laughs> it's not fun at all. <laughs> so, would you rather fuck a thousand duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Say that again slower. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you rather fuck 1,000 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? I want the duck. Which one? <laughs> the horse-sized duck? They're all ducks. <laughs> you want the Whoa. horse-sized duck or the duck-sized horse? Okay, I thought in one of them we were fucking a horse. And that's, oh, yeah, yeah, good call. That's too close to home for me. I want, <laughs> I want the big duck. You want the big duck? Yeah, I want the big-ass duck. Yeah, I think I'm going big duck just to get it over with. I'm going big duck, too. Ducks are assholes. I've seen them rape all the time at my mom's lake house, dude. They fucking <laughs> are rapers. And so I would rape a duck. A big duck. <laughs> I'm fucking the thick clucking. <laughs> That's what I want. Isn't that a big chicken? <laughs> yeah, okay. Ducks cluck. <laughs> I would say the one, too, just to get the one and done, like a thousand. Right. Jesus, that's yeah. disgusting. We're gonna need lube for that. <laughs> Horse-sized duck, I gotta say, is kind of terrifying. It is kind of. I like. I was trying to picture a duck that big, and it's it's kind of scary. Makes me think of something from like Jurassic Park. You're you're really gonna have to try and make it so it doesn't fuck you, because if it's a male, it will try to fuck you if it's as big as a horse. Think <laughs> think about it though. After you fuck it, it can give you a ride home. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. More bestiality ones, please. Oh. 
Uh, so I got a, a little bit for, for Tyler Walsh over here. So I, I, too, agree that when a Buick Century passes another Buick Century, that a bag of candy corn expires. <laughs> I do agree with that. You've been on my Twitter. <laughs> and I, too, got into the rodeo just to wear cowboy hats. To weddings. To weddings. <laughs> yep. And... Uh, I'm just going to say it. I'm Scott Cover. I'm not from Central PA, but I am Central PA. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is some good jokes you've written, Scott. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Somebody left their uh, book here yesterday. Oh, <laughs> shit. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was returned to him, but uh, not before I had a glance. <laughs> oh, I hope you saw the good ones. <laughs> I'll start doing that every time a comic leaves their notebook in the green room. I'll just say, hey, you guys want to oh, yeah. check this out real quick? <laughs> can, hey, can I ask Daisy a question? Ask away. Daisy, On behalf, I'm a local comedian. On behalf of the local comedy scene, I've been asked to ask you. Who do you hate? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just made that up. Nobody told me to ask that, but I just want to know who you hate. Is that out of like all humans or just uh, comics? Just local comics. <laughs> local Na comics. <laughs> Names, please. Start writing them down. I'll take it back to the committee and we'll decide who to tell. <laughs> that's, that's I wouldn't name names because... That would give them attention they don't need. Oh, so, you're, <laughs> so you're saying there's some guys. <laughs> there's a gal and a guy that I would appreciate to never see ever again, but. Oh, yeah. And I know who they are. <laughs> you do, uh, in, in your position here, you do deal with a lot of comedians. And most of them, I would say, probably, uh, just from my opinion, like 95% are real cool probably to work with. But there's some that are kind of tough. Uh, I saw... A performance one night where um, a comedian fell asleep on stage and uh, <laughs> the entire room walked <laughs> and not only did she fall asleep because she was so hammered on stage is after that she was waiting to get paid and she was like across the hallway and Daisy was calling in reinforcements because the situation was kind of weird and so Daisy was across the hall and she was in the green room which is a, a they're across the hall from each other and she's yelling <laughs> across the hall uh, you don't treat me like this when am I gonna get my money <laughs> she's like yelling <laughs> shit because she wanted to get paid and leave and we were making her wait so that she could talk to the all the bosses and everything because it wasn't cool because literally all the checks got walked on, you know, people had food, people paid for a show they didn't get to see. It was like a bad deal. It was I mean, so bad. She got off stage 30 minutes early. She yes. pulled some guy on stage that she just obviously didn't know, made out with them on stage, then passed out sitting in a chair on stage. She gets off stage 30 minutes early, so they've not dropped any checks. Most of the room walked on their tabs. I'm, the staff is freaking out. I'm like, just grab what you can from the ones that will stick around. Okay. I was taking video of it. I wasn't freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> can I see I that? Let me clarify that. Yeah, I will can show I you see that. that video? I will show you that video. <laughs> it was so bad. And then, um, so the owners were deciding what to do about it, and they decided to prorate her out of that show. You can't show up drunk and not right. do your job and still get paid for it. So that's what was happening. And Colleen was on her way back, and then this – particular comedian blamed it on Colleen not being here. Like Colleen sits in the green room and watches what they consume. Like that's not no, our job. Yeah, You're no 60 way. something years old. You should no know way. what you can handle. And so this was not a local. This was no. like a no, no, headline. This, like a this is like a national act, like big, big act. <laughs> Someone I was a very big fan of before this right. and then was not Same. afterwards. Oh, Same. So then Colleen drops the check off at the hotel for this comedian 
And she's so pissed about the amount because now she realizes she was prorated out of it. And she's like, don't go tell the Illuminati, which is like our, all of the club managers meet up on Monday mornings and uh, do a conference call and say, like, who was there, how they did, how it went, you know, just kind of get a feel to kind of stay consistent with everything. So she's like, don't, 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 don't tell them the Illuminati. And she was leaving me voicemails. I'm like, I'm done. You're paid. I'm not answering anymore. So. Right. <laughs> does, does she just call you guys the Illuminati or do you all refer to yourself <laughs> as the Illuminati? That was a term she pegged. <laughs> that was all her. Yeah, and before that incident, she was super nice. I did sound that night, and between the two shows, because this was second show, uh, she was fine in the green room, and then I don't know how many shots or what the fuck was well, going on. Well, we found on. out from the server later. She served her nine shots. I'm like, why did you bring nine <laughs> shots into the Holy green room between show, shows? Okay. And she goes, oh, I thought it was for her friends, too. I'm like, well, apparently not, because she drank them all. <laughs> and you have to say something to us. So these are one of those fun conversations we have with staff that you think is pretty obvious. Like, don't get high with Josh Blue on the patio, or <laughs> don't serve the headliner nine shots. Or in what was it, Josh Wolf's case? Don't give the headliner an edible brownie before he gets on stage because then he does an hour over. Like, <laughs> wait, so we're not supposed to get high on the patio? <laughs> I got high on the patio, oh. Josh Blue, before I was a regular here. <laughs> when Josh Blue wants you to take the apple with him, you go out with the apple. <laughs> I, I would agree, uh, unless I'm on the clock. I had an, I had anxiety. That I had so much anxiety about it after, though. I was like, "But I gotta smoke with Josh Blue." But holy shit! I hope I don't get in trouble. You weren't in trouble, but now you are, buddy. Oh, yeah. way, to, way to throw yourself under the bus. Naughty step for you. No, I was just in the beginning. <laughs> I didn't know any better. <laughs> The craziest part to uh, the story of this comedian falling asleep on stage is uh, when I was in the room, as it was happening, for the longest time, the crowd, like, d like they were still on board, like, thought it was a joke. Like, they were laughing, and, like, she called this dude up on stage and kind of kissed him and stuff, and it was so weird because we all knew, like, oh, shit, this has gone sideways, but the crowd's just kind of like, ha, ha, like, laughing, and then there was a point where, like, they were like, oh, she's, like, just fucking passed out on stage and you could just kind of see hear the wind like come out of the room they're just like oh and then people just started getting up leaving because <laughs> they're just like what what are we supposed to do she just walked off i was in the office putting yep. in numbers from the that show so usually that takes about 15 20 minutes and i was like what do you mean everyone's leaving what do you mean she's off stage <laughs> how'd the host handle that that was richard reese uh i don't he just I'm, came I'm up and almost said goodbye 100%. i think Sure, it was him because he yes. came to get me in the office and was like, "Shit's going downhill real fast." <laughs> it was crazy. It was and you crazy. need to come in here. And I was like, "Ah, fuck, what now?" And like I've said before, I like when shit goes sideways. I know the implication <laughs> of everything, but uh, inside of me, I'm laughing, even though I know that it's bad for us as a club and the people that were here and everyone trying to make. Not money. necessarily because it, it sometimes hilarious. only reflects on the headliner you know like right. if it's not having to do with like the cash and the tabs out and stuff that, that is part true. made us suffer but if it's we've had other ones that have gotten completely bombed on stage had just a total shit show and that's not a reflection of funny bone that's a reflection yeah, of I the think, uh, guy on stage ty ingram he already said his name on our podcast but ari spears did that shit here where he just left and was being an asshole and everything and i don't feel bad saying his name because he was being an asshole so right it's a fact right. <laughs> yeah what? And most of them are, are fine. I've heard you guys say that before. Like, the reason the bad ones stick out so much is because 99% of the right. comics are exactly. super cool and chill, 
hang out with the staff, have drinks with them, you know, before the COVID stuff. would like go out to the bar with them after work. And, you know, they were just really laid back and, and fun to hang out with and funny on stage. And it was just a good time. So the ones that are jerks really stick out because they, they do, you know, stick out. <laughs> what? I don't know if I should bring this up. Wasn't there a local that got super hammered and dropped the N-bomb, a white guy on stage? Yes. I was not here for that. I wasn't here for that either. I wish I was. I heard about it, but. Yeah, I don't remember, because that was a while ago, quite a while ago, but we were like, oh, that's not, this is not going to go well. Like, Send us your avails. <laughs> Funny he didn't ask for feedback from that class show. I'm sure he didn't. Oh, it was a class where he dropped it too? Yes. Or it was supposed to be clean. Right. And there was another one where we had a clash winner open up for, I think it was Ari Spears, like for one Ari Spears, whatever. Um, opened up for him and then went up and did five minutes. Like he went super dirty. So first he was supposed to be clean and then he went super dirty and did it. He didn't do the clash set. He did like whatever he right. wanted to. And then we were like, Ooh, that was not good. Colleen was pissed. She's like, that's the guy you had win, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, that's not yeah, the he set he did. That, that's not yeah. the set he did. And then after Ari Spears got off, then he did five more minutes of time. So instead of doing, thanks for coming out, have a good night. Thanks for sporting live comedy. He did five more minutes of time. And I thought Colleen was going to fucking kill him. <laughs> I've seen a show. I've been to a show, like, not here where that happened, where Dusty Stell was headlining. And the host did not do a set before bringing me up to open the show and then did 15 minutes after the headliner. Wow. Thought, what? That's a fucking... Uh, isn't that like a power move? They're trying to make a power move on you. He, he got done with host, and then he, or he got done Dusty headline. He said, give it up for your headliner. Now Big Mo's got some stories. Wow. <laughs> and then did 15 after the headliner. He strong-armed himself in as the headliner. It was awesome to watch, though. <laughs> I well, bet. Well, you know what a shit show it is. It's like when yes. Nick Allen, yes. so we had a private party here. I won't name the company because I'd like to get paid from them again. But we had a private party here at the club <laughs> for somebody, and they got hammered. They, they got hammered at dinner. They got here. They were here for just a show and drinks and awards. They got super hammered, wouldn't stop talking through Nick Allen's set, so Nick Allen said, all right, you're making me do it. And he popped in headphones and sang Broken Wings <laughs> with feeling, and nobody else can hear the music. So it's just Nick singing on stage. Oh, yeah. And he wraps the cord around the mic stand and puts the microphone in, and he's like, that's my set. <laughs> we were in the back dying laughing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the type of shit I'm talking about. That's my favorite is when everybody's in the back laughing. <laughs> like, you really got the staff. The staff sees a lot of stuff. So if they're cracking up, they're like, oh, this has gone so bad, and we're just going to enjoy the shit show. <laughs> Well, we had some fun, Tyler and I, this week laughing about it because uh, we had Donnie Baker in, and he draws his own, you know, particular crowd. But uh, some of the jokes that uh, the opener, Chris Covey, was using, they weren't really getting. And he, he was calling it the Donnie Baker lag. And <laughs> yeah, he make your crowd laugh. You can yes. tell you can tell it the people so who were funny. super tuned in the comedy and the people who pay attention and know, you know, like the joke process because. I was laughing in the sound booth. He's laughing back here watching it. Other people that are part of the club are laughing. And then, I'm standing in the corner by Donnie Baker laughing. Yeah, <laughs> we're laughing, and then it's like four or five seconds later, the crowd starts laughing because they realize, oh, shit, that was funny. But just that lag, that was hilarious. My favorite, when, my favorite part was when he was trying to tell his book club joke. And then he just stopped and he said, okay, ladies, how many of you here have heard of a book club? <laughs> 
and nobody said anything. He said, there's that, there's that Donnie Baker crowd lag. <laughs> Crickets, man. It was terrible. And the mechanic. Yeah. That was also awesome, too. The guy said he... Uh, <laughs> he was, was talking. Kobe was crowd working, asking about where they went to college and if they still use their degree. And he said he went to Northeast and he went for auto body. And they say he's not using his degree no more. Nothing, nothing to do with it. And Kobe said, "What do you do now?" He said, "I'm a mechanic." <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's such a fucking stretch. <laughs> Completely out of the field. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was, that had me dying in the back. So yeah, funny. I, <laughs> we were both laughing at that one because you could just see it. Like Kobe's instantly was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> oh, and <laughs> he, he it followed too. it perfect. Yep. He oh, he worked it to death. It was great. Well, that's the funny thing about seeing these shows. So Donnie Baker did two shows that night. The first show was busier than the second show. And to see them do the exact same material at two shows and have completely different reactions is one of the joys that I have yes. here. Like to see what they do Thursday is different how it comes out Friday. If they took out one word, you had some jerk that yelled out at the wrong time. Like it's just really interesting to see them process through their material and how it evolves by a Saturday night's late show from Thursday afternoon, you know? Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. But Donnie Baker made a guy fall out of his chair backwards. <laughs> <laughs> that happened right in front of us. It's <laughs> time you mentioned that. And it's, I mean, I, it, it left a lasting impression. And, yeah, that guy laughed so hard. Oh, that might have been a repeat. We might have said that on the last one. But, yeah. In a Patrick Mahomes jersey. <laughs> I told Colleen about that, and she goes, because he was drunk or because he was laughing? And I was like... <laughs> or his mental capacity. It could have been All any three. of the three. A combination. <laughs> he was stomping his feet, one foot. You know, it happens. <laughs> I've never been that excited that I've stomped my feet and made myself fall backwards. <laughs> like Rumpelstiltskin, like... <laughs> God, that's ridiculous. So is that what's... What we've talked about train wrecks. Have we talked about the biggest train wreck you've seen here yet? Um, the one with the one where she walked out 30 minutes early, that was probably one of the biggest train wrecks. Another one was where <laughs> we had a security guard that was either a recovering meth addict or a current one, I'm not sure. <laughs> but she thought it was 20 below outside and there was steam coming out of the, the rooftop. She thought the building was on fire. Thank God we had already cast checks because she pulled the fire alarm and I had to evacuate 300 people out of the showroom and we had 300 more coming for the next show. Awesome. That was so Ooh. much oh, that fun. That was the end of awesome. first show that, that happened? Yeah, oh. end of first show. The, the headliner's still on there, but we'd already dropped checks. They had picked him up. He only had like five minutes, <coughs> excuse me, five minutes left and, and they pulled the fire alarm so we had to evacuate everybody. Then she's trying to tell me I have to leave. I'm like, there's no fire and I have to stay here. I just talked to the fire marshal he's up here and then we had to have a fire watch so we had to have somebody walk around literally their only job could be to watch for smoke and and fire and they had to walk around until we got cleared from the fire department the next week she Wait, got what she got a raise and i'm pretty sure Probably. i know which security guard that was <laughs> oh she was awful but and she was like i'm so sorry i'm like it's 20 below out <laughs> those are vents are you kidding me? It's That's steam. steam. <laughs> what was the purpose of having someone walk around here for a week looking for fire? They thought maybe the ember was still burning somewhere and they well, didn't know? Well, because they couldn't, because one of the fire um, smoke alarms went off. And it was probably because she pulled the alarm. But right. because until that gets reset from our security company, we have to have somebody literally on fire watch and walk around and make sure there's not an active fire somewhere that we just missed or in the wall or Oh, the like, like or for insurance right. per like show, because and we don't have because we don't have a fire alarm, right, right, right. We're a public place, so right. they have to make sure that we're That's not endangering insane. everyone's lives here. So, 
Or, oh my God, poor Jen Muller. So Colleen had a thing on a Sunday. I had a thing. We couldn't be here. We're like, it's a Sunday night show. There's going to be 50 people here. It'll be fine. Jen Muller at the time was our head server, so we put her on. And then we ended up with a tornado. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. She had to evacuate the showroom, put everybody in the stairwell. She was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Her dad called her and he's like, are you okay? And she's like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Me and Colleen can't come down because like the siren's going off. Like we don't know where the tornado's at. <laughs> it was fine. We ended up fine, whatever. But. Was that was that when the tornado hit Millard? Yes. So it was. they said it was rain wrapped and you couldn't see it outside. So don't stand on your patio and look for this one. Like it's going to be rain wrapped. You won't be able to see it. It's heading straight for Village Point. Jen was like, oh my God. <laughs> and we had Mary Nelson here at the time that worked at uh, Morning Blend. On channel three she was here in the audience and she literally called jim flowers from the stairwell <laughs> and was like are we in danger is everything okay <laughs> oh seriously <laughs> it helps to have connections oh my god and he's like yep it changed course or it lifted up like it's not on the ground it's fine so she's telling everybody this and then i don't remember what the comedian was but he was doing jokes in the stairwell trying to keep everybody calm <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's nice of him i mean you know and poor jen muller has never managed here by herself ever in her first night ever doing it there's a fucking tornado <laughs> <laughs> Can that, you? I mean, that's the way it goes. Can you imagine if you had to do that right now? If there was a, during these times, oh, if you cram had to everybody pack, into the stairwell, stairwell yeah, during the social distance. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to get crushed or COVID? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's only a, we can only have a hundred, so it wouldn't be that many. We could spread them out in there. It gets hot in that stairwell too. Like, well, I was gonna put them in the service corridor that goes through the building. I think oh, that'd be right. better. Kudos to that comic for doing jokes in the stairwell. <laughs> or I don't know if that's kudos or not. Would I that would be the worst that. gig that you've ever done? A stairwell? A stairwell Titanic, comedy? Right? A tornado warning? <laughs> <laughs> it is like the Titanic playing the piano on the way down. <laughs> the last thing you hear before the you know, doors blow open. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're not going to get a lot of laughs if people are terrified. No, I don't think so. I mean, I'd be laughing hysterically. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but we're all sick fucks. We're yeah. just talking That's about how we works. laugh. Yeah, like we laugh at things that go crazy. There's a, a comedian that hopefully we'll have on sometime. His name's Richard Reese, and uh, he never did it here, but I, I know of times at other venues, smaller ones, when the crowd wasn't with him or it was a small crowd, he'd snap and he'd start stacking things on stage <laughs> and like be and like be chastising the crowd like where'd you even hear about this shit and then he'd bring something else out and put it like on top of the stool and he'd create these crazy towers dude and it would it's pretty it'd be pretty fucking funny that's something that's i <laughs> definitely want to talk to him about when we get him on here like what's the highest you've ever stacked anything before oh dude being sometimes done? you'd be like well how the fuck is this shit not fallen yet <laughs> i i had a comic buddy where the show was going like that and he turned and the late he was trying he was he, he was trying to tell a joke about and he said something about being an atheist and a woman was heckling him and he just got right down in her face and he got real quiet and he said, "You're the reason I don't believe in God, bitch." <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> made it super personal. And it was the greatest thing I've ever yeah, seen. I was gonna say that's, that's what I'm talking about. Oh my God, we had a Bobby Slayton incident. That was another one that just came up to mind. So. Um, we had people that were right here in the front section, and he was doing these jokes, and I guess the one gal, they were trying to decide who the four Beatles were. They couldn't think of all four names. So she's on her phone. Bobby Slayton's one that doesn't put up with that sort of thing from stage, and he's right. like, 
he cussed her out, and next thing I know, I'm in the office doing the numbers or whatever, and they're saying, hey, you need to come out here. There's a lady that wants to see you. She's hyperventilating. They have a brown bag over her face. Apparently, Bobby Slayton called her a cunt, and she's super pissed about it. Wait, that she needed a brown bag? She needed a brown bag. <laughs> oh, my God. How many times have you been called a cunt here? Quite a few. <laughs> to say the least. Every shift I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, usually by the staff, thank you. So the customers don't do it. Never <laughs> seen you hyperventilate in a bag. I, well, yeah, this was this was bad. So the husband was like, he called my wife a cunt. What are you going to do about it? And I was like, well, I mean, it's we put warnings out for Bobby Slate, and we put posters up that say, you're going to hear some words. If, if the C word and the B word offend you, this is not the show for you. We don't have to do that very often, but we do it because right. not everybody knows what they're walking into. <laughs> <laughs> so we try to warn them a little bit. And so we put this poster up, and I was like, look, I'm so sorry. We have a different flavor every weekend. This was you know, more extreme than our normal show, but if you want to come out to another show, I'll give you some passes. He's super mad still, and he's like, what would you do if he called you a cunt? And I said, I'd probably laugh because it's a comedy club. I'm like, <laughs> 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 and he's like, you have no respect, no respect, or you have no self-respect That's as a Rodney woman. Dangerfield? No, he said, I have no <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have no self-respect as a woman, and they left. And I was like, oh, Jesus. So I come back in the showroom. Their two friends are still sitting here, by the way. They didn't leave with them. They weren't as offended. They stayed in here. So Bobby Slayton sees me walk back in the door, and he goes, what happened? And I said, you know, they're upset. And he goes, I'm trying to be kosher here because their friends are still here, and I'm not trying to escalate stuff. I'm like, let's just be done with this, move on with the show. Like, we're over it. And Bobby says, what did they say? And I said, well, they were upset. And he goes, why? And I said, because you called her a cunt. And he goes, she's lying. I called her a stupid fucking cunt. (laughs) 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 And then he asked me what what happened afterwards. And I said, they said I had no self-respect as a woman. And he says, uh, I've known you for years, Daisy. You don't have any self-respect at all. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I've seen um, a customer get mad at you and uh, literally just call you Maria to your face. That's why I let off with calling you Maria. And then you're like, no, my name's Daisy. And you said it maybe twice. And then she kept yelling at you and then was like, okay, Maria. Like, it just kept calling you that. And uh, that was pretty racist of her, probably. A, a little bit. I, apparently, my Mexican side was showing that night. I must have had my hair curly. I don't know. But. Uh, I think you had, a, like, a black dress with, like, a red flower right here. So you looked like you were, like, a... I don't, Latin dancer or yes, something. A dancer. <laughs> Latin dancer. Yes, that's what I was... Yes. I just remember the staff looking over, like, oh, my God, she keeps calling her Maria. I'm like, this girl is so drunk. Like, there's no yes. point in arguing with her. If she swung at me, she would fall down herself just yes. from... Not being able to do gravity. Like. Have you ever been hit or swung on? Um, not actually hit. I've had him get in my face. And then we had a party one time where the guy's people didn't all show up. And he thought he should be here for the second show. But the second show was sold out. And I was trying to explain that to him. And he was belligerent. I don't remember if Davis or Scott was here, if either of you were here for that. But they, you guys were in the back of the showroom. Or our door guys were in the back of the showroom with Colleen. And this guy like got up and like came up in my face. Colleen's the one that ran down. And was trying to get in between us, and his people were trying to drag him out, and it was not fun. We had another guy that punched his girlfriend openly in the showroom during Miss Pat's show. Holy oh, I was shit. not here for that. I wasn't yeah. here for that. I wish I would have been. That I was terrible. So he was at like one thirty, so it's an end table. Um, and I guess he put her in a chokehold and started punching her Jesus in the Christ. showroom. Holy shit. She comes out in the patio. This other customer that was sitting next to him helped break it up. We get her on the patio. She's like, I want to get home before he um, before he gets there so I can get my stuff out. And I was like, 
I'm going to hear about you dead on the news tomorrow. Like, there's no fucking way you're leaving. And he just beat you up in public. She's like, he's never done this before. I'm like, the first time he's ever hit you was inside our showroom right now. Yeah, I doubt that. Yeah. (laughs) So we called the police. They're taking pictures of her in the office. He wouldn't leave. He stayed over by the fireplace over at the theater across the street and kept trying to call her like, it's fine, baby. That was no big deal. And we're like, you just stay there. And the cops went over and arrested him over (laughs) at the movie theater, escorted her home to get her stuff out of there. They were taking, I had to leave the office so they could take pictures of her in there. It was insane. He went to see a movie after he beat her up in here? No. (laughs) No, no. He was over at the fireplace over by the movie theater. Like, like, come on, baby, it's fine. He's like, I did my damage. I'm going to go watch (laughs) X-Men. Notebook notebook was out that weekend. (laughs) (laughs) He had to go check it out. Something romantic. Baby, I already have tickets. It's fine. He's like, look, you'll forget everything when you're older anyway. <laughs> Shouldn't I have beat that out of you already? Holy shit. <laughs> Davis with the sleeper in there. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, I do have uh I do have some news stories that we can get to. So uh, I got a crazy news story too, man. Oh yeah. His is his is a crazy one that I sent him. So let's uh let's get some news music going. I haven't done that in a while, I feel like. Yeah, has no <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news. Dog napping crime rate goes up during lockdown by crime gangs. <laughs> I love- is this in America? No, this is in the UK. And I don't I don't know what the whole point of this is, but apparently in the UK, the price of dogs and puppies has skyrocketed during the, the lockdown and the pandemic. And because I, I think they're a little bit more restricted now than we are. Um, so the demand is super high. So people are just stealing people's dogs out of their yards and either selling them back for a ransom or just selling them to other people. Makes sense. As an island, there's probably not that many dogs there. <laughs> it's a pretty big island. I'm sure there's a lot of dogs. Well, people are desperate for money too. Like if, if it's anything like here, they've lost their jobs and they're cut back on stuff. Let me see how depressing I can make this story. Well, I mean, <laughs> so are they? Are all the dogs? Because people need some. I mean, some attention, some cuddles. Is they that need why some companionship? <laughs> I guess I don't know. But it's. I mean, it's it's becoming a huge problem over in the UK. I guess like people are just stealing people's dogs, and uh, yeah, it, it's crazy. I mean, I guess it, it says here in some areas, dog nappers have been marking the outside of a house with chalk to indicate that they have a viable dog that they could steal, which is something that here, well, I used to work what? at a, what? what? Yeah, something, I used to work at a mall here, and uh, one of the things they train you about loss prevention is that when groups of thieves come into a store, if they feel like they can get away with it, they'll have somebody scout it out and then mark the outside of the store, usually with, like, yellow tape or, like, a Sharpie. They have, like, a symbol. or They'll mark it somehow so that the oh, other people that they're with know that there's either no cameras or the security is lax and they can get in and get out and steal whatever they want. Like, that's an actual thing. So it makes sense that they'd mark some kind of something outside of the house to let them know, like, hey, you can come steal this dog. You just ruined my life because now I'm going to be searching for fucking little things every place I go. Oh, my God. And now I'm going to go to Davis's house with sidewalk chalk. (laughs) I I think we would be great dog snatchers. (laughs) I'm looking to quit my day job. Let's 
Let's steal some dogs. Well, we do know Andres too, and he he's all about stealing dogs. Oh, uh, he definitely got to keep him out of his out of his sights because he might fuck them. But <laughs> but he's only stealing corgis, so that I mean, most of the dogs are going to be safe. Uh, I think corgis. Well, I hope a gopher. he's not fucking a corgi. I'm, and I'm a I'm a rodeo guy. Corgis are the official dogs of rodeo people. Oh, oh really? I, I can hook us up with some corgis. I bet <laughs> they can, go. I bet they're pretty expensive. We can go steal a bunch of barrel racer corgis. If <laughs> a you want. Barrel racer corgis? That's a thing. I'm oh yeah, they all have one with them. We, we can, can sell take one to Andres actually, probably for a thousand dollars. He loves corgis. Probably he he does. He's obsessed with billies. Oh my god! So we could go steal one and make a ton of money off Andres, is what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, that's that's the plan. And then that's, he probably knows other people that like corgis, so. Ooh, we could get it for free and legit if we just go to like some corgi rescue. We'd be like, we're rescuing the dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Andres, you want to buy a dog? <laughs> this episode is not for animal lovers. No. Allison is going to hate us. <laughs> they were talking about fucking them, stealing them. Ah, damn it. <laughs> yeah, well, you said much. earlier you wanted more bestiality, so I was just trying to <laughs> Try to accommodate you and look what happens. (laughs) So here's another one. uh, Here's another story that kind of makes me cringe a lot, actually. So it's no secret that uh, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes loves ketchup. And fell out of his chair at a comedy show. (laughs) Yeah, and and was at the comedy show and fell out of his chair. But uh, (laughs) he loves Donnie Baker, Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, he... Let it be known that he puts ketchup on his steak, which to me is that's dis- disgusting. That's disgusting. What a piece of shit. <laughs> he, I, that's exactly what I was going to say. He is a huge piece of shit for ruining steak like that. <laughs> but, I went to the steakhouse. Like, that's like a... You don't even let the little kids do that. You're like, no, if it doesn't have enough flavor, you shouldn't be eating steak at that place. No, like, exactly. Just, the like, the, yeah, the sauce disgusting. is the rare juices. Exactly. That's, the chef should come out and punch him in the face every time <laughs> he puts ketchup on a steak. Or you should be punching the chef in the face if it's so bad you got to put ketchup yeah, on good it. Call. Exactly. What, I almost think A1 is worse, though. Than ketchup? Yeah. I, if you have to put sauce. A1 on it, any steak sauce. If you have yeah. to use right. it. But at least A1 isn't, like, A1 and even Heinz, they're not as sweet as ketchup. Like I go with uh, Pick a Pepper. It's a Jamaican. <laughs> it's delicious. Sorry, Scott. But where I'm going with that is that this man has desecrated Thanksgiving now by putting ketchup on his turkey. He's a fucking, he's an animal. He's, I mean, there's no excuse for it. He, he said he'll put he's it on an animal. Like, there's something wrong with him. He... I mean, I had respect for the guy, even though he sounds like Kermit the Frog, and I don't anymore because he puts ketchup on ham and turkey, and that's disgusting. Ty Walsh, what's worse, boxed potatoes or ketchup on your turkey? Oh, ketchup on turkey for nice. sure. Thank you. At least, at least boxed potatoes still taste like potatoes. Right. Kind of, yeah, they do. I mean, you can make it. I mean, potato butter and pepper and salt. That you know, you can true. make it work. You know. Ketchup. <laughs> yeah, ketchup, no. That's terrible. And here's another awesome story that I found in Taiwan, which they always have, like, the best stories coming out of, like, Southeast Asia. Uh, <laughs> apparently, lawmakers in Taiwan got into a fist fight and threw pig guts at each other <laughs> over a soon-to-be-enacted policy that would allow import of U.S. pork and beef. So they're so mad that they're going to allow... 
our pork and beef in their country that they decided to throw pig guts on each other and fist fight each other in their parliament. That sounds so. like so much fun. At least they just used the guts <laughs> and didn't waste the meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Silver linings. You got to look at it from the upside. That would have been a contradiction. Rainbows and puppies. <laughs> I love to get slapped with a pork steak in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I think and there's probably some having... videos you can find on the internet of that. I was like, is that a metaphor? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what you should put on your dating stuff. It's your like, profile thing. Tinder profile. <laughs> Smack me around with a pork steak, baby. <laughs> I'm sure you get a good girl that way. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. So yeah, that's what I've got for uh, for for awesome news stories this week. I found um, the first one terrifies me. Um, it's I don't know if you guys have seen this. It's been going around on the internet. It should be on like CNN and shit. Is in Utah in like a little valley where like people don't really hike. It's kind of hard to get to this uh, like monolith, this like metal fucking pillar that's like totally smooth. It just appeared there. And no one knows how it got there or anything. And there are people like Scott has a buddy that like took a picture with it that's around there that hiked down to it. Like you can get to it, but like people really don't go in this area. And it just fucking appeared out of nowhere. And people are like aliens, fucking. And it's supposed to be like 10 to 12 feet tall or something, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. It's crazy. And it's just coming out of the ground. It's there's completely no track smooth. showing how it got like, it's there. Not like, yes. There's no track. Yeah. So what well, movie had that in it? Well, here, here, I'm going to blow your mind now is uh, don't do it, it was just reported, I think, <laughs> yesterday that now it's just gone. And Shut, Utah, what? Shut the fuck uh, up, dude. The Utah state officials said they didn't remove it. They don't know where it went. They don't know how it. This thing is gone now? It's just gone. Uh, and that was. Uh, actually, that was updated today. And they said it, it disappeared Friday evening uh, by an unknown party. They just haven't said who. Well, hmm. did they see it vanish? They're not saying that either. This is some kind of fucking. They have not said joke. they've seen yeah, it vanish, right, right. but it's just gone. And said, someone said, maybe it'll stop by and visit Canada. <laughs> I bet albinos are responsible for this. I, you know? This isn't Hummel Park. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're traveling albinos. That's why nobody finds them at Hummel. They're out in Utah right now. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that story from high school. There's supposed to be albinos living in the trees in Hummel Park. Dude, Hummel yeah, Park's we, a weird fucking place, we, man. We brought that up on one of the episodes. I think the Halloween one, maybe. Right, when yeah. you do the haunted stuff? Yes. Did you know me and Brian and uh, Heather Jones and then Jesse from Des Moines, um, we all stayed at the Velisca Axe Murder House overnight one night? No oh, way. That would be yeah, awesome. Yeah, we did. Oh, man. And Brian was like, I'm going to stay upstairs. And that didn't happen. All six of us stayed in the living room. Oh, Brian didn't like it upstairs. <laughs> Did he get? Did he attempt it? Did he get scared? Or no, did he just, just was like, like, "Fuck it." Right. He just yeah. Well, he said he just said "fuck it." And we're like, "You got scared." Yeah. <laughs> I had. I was supposed to stay there. I've talked about it on the Halloween episode that we were. Uh, we tried to be like amateur fucking paranormal investigators a couple times, and I didn't end up getting to go. Um, but all my friends stayed there, and the f one, they gave him like two rules about staying there, and one, like the first one was don't smoke in there because it's like a historic site. And right away, like my one buddy who's an animal is just fucking smoking cigarettes <laughs> in there. And this asshole also slept in the closet where they fucking supposedly kids hid or some shit. The killer was supposed to hide in the attic, and they have the roofing nails go through. So if you stand up 
full like full mass, you're gonna get hit by the nail. The nail, yeah. So if these people are like, I've got scratches, I'm like, from the roofing nails that are popping through the attic. Let's <laughs> 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 <Nice> try. <laughs> they weren't scared at all in that place, and uh, I would have been scared. I think we were staying overnight because we each woke up at different times by ourselves, and I was like. You know, your brain gets to you, and you're like, right. oh, my God, this is how I get possessed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> What was that noise? Where'd that come from? Who was that? Well, there was some neighbor kid that kept messing with us. Oh, no we, way. Yeah, oh, my God. So we went to the, oh that God, bastard. the Eagle Club or whatever they had there, some bar or something, and we, we told him what happened. And he's like, oh, that's the foster kid that lives in the yellow house next to the church. They don't have police in Villisca. So if you have to call the police, they have to come in from Red Oak. And we're like, there's no cops here, so we can just have a few beers and we're just going to, they're like, as long as you don't mess with them, they won't mess with you. Right. But if this kid keeps messing with you, just go to the yellow house next to the church and talk to his parents. I'm like, this is the weirdest fucking thing ever. And there is so much meth in that area. Oh yeah. Red it's Oak like is like, right. Oh yeah. Well, and, the, and your, the story about this kid is creepy. I grew up in Alabama where there's many stories about like, don't go by that house. The gimp lives in there. Don't let him out. He'll <laughs> fucking shoot you if you go on their property. Well, you can't party too hard there because the people that own and run the Velisca Axe Murder House live next door up on a hill. So they can see everything that's going down there. Huh. So you can't, like, you can have, right. like, people down there or whatever but you can't turn it into like some crazy halloween party well not that long i think it was it had to be after you guys were there like a real i mean i guess say real but real paranormal investigators Before were there, we and, were so, there. and someone died or someone oh. got hurt or something like at, in the top like they were filming doing their show and there was one person in the upstairs and they like like uh walkie-talkie down to the other people and then they went up and they were like stabbed or some shit and there was no one else up there with them and they and uh, it Scott, is creepy just Google knowing that, that. Like, that stuff happens, you know. Like so, right. that's what gets in your head. You're like, so no matter what you think about ghosts or spirits or whatever, you know that eight people were murdered in this exactly. house. Exactly, and it's they the don't energy. know who did it for sure. They never kept. They thought so. When you take a tour at the house, they explain like it's a. They suspect it was a traveling priest that was trying to prove that the Bible was right and trying to show like how vindictive it could be. So we killed like the two girls in the entryway, and then the rest of the family was upstairs. So maybe it was six people, not eight people. Two other kids upstairs and the parents. And they still have, like, an axe mark in there. But there have been families that have lived there for, like, 30 years in between all of this stuff. This happened in, like, 18-something. Right. And there have been people that have lived there for, like, 20, 30 years and no incidents, no right. so, weird whatever. So a paranormal investigator got stabbed? Yeah, there's they, something. I don't know if Scott can look it up. It, it happened, uh, like, a couple years ago. Uh, they either got stabbed or some shit happened where there wasn't anyone up there and they got injured. I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> I Here, agree. Here's my thing. You said real paranormal investigator. <laughs> and any real paranormal investigator is willing to go down for the cause, I think, and stab themselves. This is true. This is To be like, oh, my God. I don't know. In my group of paranormal investigators, I don't think we would have done that. We could have pulled out better tricks. We were looking for the actual truth. You're not what? that You're not that real, then. So what's funny is... <laughs> if you won't stab yourself for the cause, you are not that real. Well, well Tyler's on to something here because uh, Vice did a whole story about it and said it says, why did a ghost hunter stab himself inside a famous axe murder house? So... <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a whole story about it apparently where uh they're they're claiming he stabbed himself oh my god it's so funny so colleen at the time had a psychic friend 
I'm not going to name her either, but she had a I know who you're talking about. And she, so we called, so the closer She's not it got that to, good. The closer it got to staying there, we were like, we're starting to get worried. Like, oh shit, what's going to happen? So she tells us there's 28 spirits there. People try to conjure other shit there or whatever. So she's like, I'm going to clear all the energy for you. And then later on, we're like trying to do the ball thing in the, the kid's bedroom. You're supposed to be able to roll a ball across the floor. And they're supposed to toss it back to you or some shit. And, like, nothing's happening all night. We're putting recording stuff upstairs. Nothing's happening. We're like, could you unclear it a little bit? Like, we're staying in a fucking axe murder right. house. Like, <laughs> we wanted to see some shit. Yeah. <laughs> could you not get rid of everything, please? Right. Could you sift through <laughs> the bullshit? Like, <laughs> and, but then we staged ourselves before we left because we were like, ah, oh, just in case. <laughs> like, I don't believe it, but I'm going to stage myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do you, uh, is that it? Do you no, have I have any, uh, one you more. You have one more story. That's right. Yes, yeah, Scott sent this, and I saw <laughs> it going around. There's a guy. He's a bodybuilder. I think he's from, like, Sweden or something. I don't think he's American, but he married his uh, sex doll, his sex doll, real doll. You might have seen one on Whitney Cummings special. He married his. Hell, yeah. And uh, I don't it, <laughs> <laughs> That sounded so creepy the way you said it. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Like Walsh is like well, that's a possibility. It's been a I long pandemic. I know. <laughs> he's been, I was just gonna say he's been oh, saying this. And the dude's from Kazakhstan. Um, that makes a little more <laughs> sense. Maybe he's, maybe he's related to Borat. It'll be our second funny bone wedding. I'll officiate Ty Walsh's here. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say we should start a GoFundMe oh, yeah, to buy him a custom love doll, with the robotic parts. Yeah. A custom love doll with robotic parts. How much would you make you love done? to a love doll? <laughs> would I? Yes. Have I? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he popped he popped the question back in December. Did, which is it a robot one? Uh Right, cuz how did she say yes? I mean, I guess not saying anything was a yes <laughs> because I mean, it doesn't say uh if she can talk or not, but uh is yeah, he also they, a ventriloquist? Probably. <laughs> but they did like an actual wedding ceremony where he got her a wedding dress and he invited guests and they danced. I don't know how they danced. He must have just held her up. Oh, for sure. But uh, yeah, they did a dance and everything. He's a bodybuilder. He's going to pop his wife. <laughs> oh my God. How awesome would it be to be invited to that wedding? That would oh, be the man. best. Like, wouldn't you go just to, like, witness the horror show that's happening right now? You're like, this is Absolutely. really fucking happening. Like, <laughs> the headline says love isn't dead. <laughs> no, it's dead. It's, no, love's inflated. <laughs> yeah, love's made out of silicone, and it is uh, definitely not talking back. Oh, so this is not, is this, this is an inflatable. This is like no, a, this is like a synthetic sex doll. This is. Oh, this is, we're talking more high class. Yeah. yeah, this is. <laughs> This is like I would assume that it's shit. like you're fucking a dead body if you're fucking it because it's just Ugh. like a fucking, it has I'm, a weight of a person, I would assume. I'm more behind this now. <laughs> <laughs> I find out it's real. I guess he's posted pictures on Instagram uh, of their ideal relationship with hashtags like true love and happy wife, happy life. <laughs> Could, could it's easier I, to keep well, her happy when she can't talk back. Could I, <laughs> could I see a pic of her? Uh, yeah, I can show you a picture of her. Oh, if we start a GoFundMe for you, we can customize yours. What do you like? Blonde hair, brown hair? We can he make likes- it however you want, dude. He's a fan of the pink hair. <laughs> I, I, I get it. 
<laughs> Look at her. She's happy. She would fish with you. <laughs> Just don't actually hook her. <laughs> she just has this really weird dead look she in her eyes. She blows away. <laughs> like he he poses with her in front of like the Christmas tree and like she he dresses her in different things. What is this guy's deal? He's a bodybuilder, so I would assume Kazakhstani women would be throwing themselves all over this guy. He's got, a- got 145,000 followers on his Instagram account. I have to find that now. Well, now I need to follow him, too. I gotta we, need to get him. A- <laughs> we, we need to get him and her on the podcast. <laughs> you could probably make that happen. <laughs> She'll be super quiet, but he'll talk for her. Do you... What... <laughs> What, so many questions. Yeah. What if what if he's also a, a cuckold? Oh, <laughs> he, he wants if, to watch other people bang his sex doll. What if he's into cuck stuff? <laughs> he's he got a lot be. of problems. That could be. Oh, that? She's never going to bitch about it. How's that interview go? <laughs> Can you put that part in the dishwasher first? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's all I have. And yeah, I don't have anything else either. We are, it's now time for the Cheetos Challenge. I practiced one time. Cheetos. Oh, that's a lie. I think you practiced like eight Cheetos. days in a row. I was going to, and I had the generic Cheetos. Like I got the dollar bag from the, oh, the dollar pizza aisle. ones? No, like the, like the dollar aisle Cheetos. And I was like, oh yeah, because that's when I remembered. So I threw those in there and those are so Horrible. <laughs> it could be a different size too. We're not sure. That could be on the. I know. Patent. I think they're smaller, so Oof. I don't know if I'm going to hit the seven that I hit the last time. But I'm going to. That's I'm what trying. I I had the uh, it written down. We have the picks here. Oh god! And I said you were only going to get six. That you get one less because you know, like uh, you know, I went cheap on the original practice. I one. didn't know that, but I assumed. And uh, for the Cheeto challenge, we've got some music. As always. Hold on, I gotta pick out my Cheetos first. This ain't no like willy nilly. Like I don't need all the curves. Ty Wall said you get seven. Andres said six. Scott said eight. Billy's going with nine, and Daryl also said seven. And just know, oh, Daryl said a lot apparently from the stories you guys asked me oh. about today. So <laughs> plus did. minus for you gamblers is five out there. You know what? Christmas is gonna be real fucking fun for him. Let me tell you. <laughs> Last year I got him runs of socks. We'll see what he gets this year. Just know if you start hovering about eight, Scott's going to get real in your face. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, grab Listen. a trash bag because I forgot that again. Yeah, <laughs> It's like a, it's my thing, I think. I, I don't think I'm going to get worried until anybody gets to like 13. Once somebody gets to 13, that's where I'll start to sweat a little bit. But Blah, blah, blah. Okay. I think my crown is safe. You're really getting into this. Daisy. I know. <laughs> she is sifting through a bag of Cheetos right now. Trying to find the least curviest ones so I can fit as many as possible in there. <laughs> I heard that was a trick. Okay, and, so just start whenever. Yeah, whenever. Here comes your receptacle. Oh, thank you. And, and confident. Sounds in, really gross right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> strategy. You got them all out on the table. So I can find the straightest ones. Well, because that was because of the headphones. Jesus, it's not like I prepared that much for this. <laughs> You've got your wine chaser, Cheetos and wine. I'm a classy broad, okay? <laughs> That's how we do it around here. Because <laughs> nothing is classier than stuffing your face full of Cheeto puffs. 
my boyfriend was like, you're not going to get that many. Your mouth isn't that big. I was like, you don't know what I can fit in my mouth. And wow. <laughs> <laughs> and it was right after I said it, you're like, ah, oh, that was not whatever. <laughs> All right, let's just go. Go ahead. Okay. Whenever you're ready. Here goes number one. Right. Left side, that seems to be the theme for everybody. This is number two. You know, I would beg to bet that when we have Brian do this, <laughs> that he'll start on the right side because he's left-handed. <laughs> don't, make her, don't make her laugh. She's taking a good shot <laughs> at it. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I think she's got three in there now. Those are way in there. <laughs> this they is, are. They're like halfway in. This is. A, I, <laughs> she is laughing so hard right now. <laughs> okay. Let's, silence. Okay. Silence. Quiet. This is number four. Yes. Oh. She's going with a new strategy where they all are about halfway in, which is no one. I think it's been attempted before, but it hasn't worked. There's five. Here comes number six. Uh, it'll oh, get oh. there. You can get six. I'm She's for got you. six. The overs are in the money. Here comes seven. She got it. She's done. Does that one count? <laughs> Throwing in the towel. <laughs> What's the final number? Seven or eight? Seven. That's what I, I think thought. it was seven, yeah. That's nice. Ty Walsh, you got it right on the money. Oh, uh, what do I win? <laughs> you win a T-shirt <laughs> that's at my house in the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is I'm taking these back and Christopher can't have any. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, listen, Cheetos, if you want to sponsor us so we can stop buying every single bag, that'd be awesome. <laughs> No, I think you should just keep using the same bag by the 14th person. Oh, oh. person just stale as shit. Oh, man. <laughs> no, showbiz is all about we just got to find some rich, weird dude to give us some money, dude. That's what showbiz is about. I've been trying to do that for years. <laughs> <laughs> Yet here we are. <laughs> All what right. else you got? Nothing? I don't have anything else. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, you guys. Yeah, thanks for coming out thanks and hanging out with me. us. Um, we are out there on all the social media, so at DoorGuysPod on Yahoo, or on Yahoo. <laughs> DoorGuysPod <laughs> at Yahoo.com is our email, um, but we also are on YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, we're going to get these videos up here. And uh, the YouTube stuff we just started, so like, subscribe, comment, share, do whatever you're supposed to do on that shit because we're old and <laughs> we don't make these videos. So tell uh, your friends, like us, and share that shit. Yeah, That'll new territory us for us. But uh, yeah, uh, we got some music to play out for us, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Uh, next week, Davis is going to be on a little vacation honeymoon. Uh, so the show's going to be a little bit different, but uh, it will still be going on, and it's just going to be a surprise for you. So thanks for listening. Yep. Yeah. Talk to you guys later.